paid 260 euros for a pair of Crocs, man. Those shoes pretty much broke my foot. It's only going downhill from here. What up, guys? This is Josh. And this is Fobbs. And this is the Kickback Pod. Yo, and we are back once again. The Kickback Pod. Back at you after a... I will admit, a bit of a short hiatus, guys. It's a bit difficult, man. It's a bit difficult to get us together to record in the summertime. And for those of you who do not live in Europe, let me tell you, the number one reason I moved to Europe is because you get a ridiculous amount of vacation days, guys. And Europeans take them all in the summertime. So either one week, Fob's on vacation, I'm on vacation. It's really tough to put pods together in the summer. I got to be honest with you guys. So, But now... We're moving on to the next season. We're moving on to the fall right now. I've used up all my vacation days this year. <laughs> so uh, there's definitely going to be pods coming a lot more frequently, guys. So thank you for bearing with us. We're very happy to be back. It's Friday uh, at the time of us recording right now. Just got off work. So I am ready to pod. So Fobs, man, it's been a while. Long time no see, bro. How you been? Wag one. What you saying? You know, I'm Log on that one, top boy. <laughs> I'm on that. I'm Yo, on that top boy. Yo, we gotta talk about Top Boy right too, bro. Did you watch it? I'm in the middle of watching it. Like okay, I, okay, I think I've watched like two episodes of the latest season, and that's why. Please, no spoilers, and no spoilers. I will obviously not spoil anything from the first two episodes. But it is shaping up to be a very good season. I'm enjoying it a lot, and um, as as you just said, JD, like. It's been a busy summer for both of us and you know the maybe next year we need to either think about like an official summer break that we communicate or syncing up our traveling schedules somehow <laughs> but um you know that's what the European summer is all about it's about about enjoying time off with family with friends in beautiful locations whether that be you know Dublin Italy France somewhere in Germany whatever so um I feel like we're both feeling very refreshed. Definitely, bro. um, Now, you know, we're segueing into a little bit of a late summer with the great weather that we've been having in September. I don't know how long it's going to last, but the fact that Top Boy is out, that, you know, Netflix is a little bit reloaded. I was feeling before the summer began and, and during the summer that... I'd already seen everything on Netflix. There was nothing good. And now there's been a couple of really good shows. And I, I must say, Top Boy has been like the cream of the crop for me at the moment. Yo, I, I actually love this time of the year, man, because, yeah, like you said, got the good TV shows coming back. You got Premier League back. You got NFL Oof. back. You got, like, baseball playoffs, man. Like, there's so much TV to watch. I, I, I love it, man. The weekends, I was, I was just telling my friend about this. One of the best things about European or, or living in Europe on Sundays is that during the day, from 1 o'clock to 6 o'clock, you can watch like Premier League, and then you can spend the whole evening watching NFL, so you don't miss anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Sundays are like, if, you know, if you're just chilling or you just want to chill, you got a nice TV, it's probably the best time zone to be in because you can you can watch Premier League, then you watch Bundesliga, then you watch the next like literally you could watch from Everything. from one PM until ten, eleven midnight, nonstop sport. The other day I was browsing Instagram and I saw one of my friends post a story and he was watching I think it was the US Open on TV and then he had one laptop that was showing a Bundesliga game or or like some sort of football game. 
And then on the other laptop, there was the Tour de France. So it was literally, he had like three screens and he just didn't <laughs> know what he wanted to watch. And I think that's the beauty of this time of year that, you know, everything's ramping up. There's so much good stuff to watch, uh, both on the sports side and also on the more, you know, I mean, what would you call it? Like, uh, not reality TV, but yeah, like, like you just, know, just TV in general, TV. man. It, it, it's a good time. It's a good time getting, getting ready for the colder months for sure. Well, guys, in this episode, so we thought we would dedicate this episode to discussing the best of each brand this year. How's every brand performing so far this year? What's been the best sneaker from each brand this year? For Nike, because Nike is such a big brand, we've broken it down into Nike, the whole brand, Nike SB, as well as Jordan brand. And then, of course, we got the other ones as well. So me and Fives will be giving you guys our favorite sneakers from each brand so far this year. And of course, uh, there's plenty of other things to discuss as well. But we'll first start off with shouting out our listener of the week. Shout out to my man, Ahmed Tarek, because he's been asking in a lot of my videos, when's the pod coming back? So, bro, the pod is back. And shout out to you, man. Shout out to one of our top listeners, Ahmed. And uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting, bro. Uh, love let's love get, to hear that. Love to hear yeah, that man. energy. And uh, sure. Ahmed, we will be bringing back the bi-weekly episodes from now on. So don't you worry. No worries. Uh, so let's move into what we've been wearing. You kick us off, man. So I've been wearing two very different shoes, but also two shoes that are kind of rooted in casual culture and football culture. I've been, wa- I've been wearing the sneakers and stuff Adidas Originals GT from a couple of years ago. I believe it it dropped two summers ago and it's this beautiful light blue suede upper it's got that you know um leather or not leather rubber sole that has become so popular nowadays you know on the samba on the gazelle on the handball on the special there's so many different adidas shoes that are popping off right now obviously the samba is the big one but the gt i mean they all look very, very similar and they're all from the same era and they were all made, you know, one after another with, you know, maybe focusing on different special sports and, and, and indoor court sports. But the GT, super fresh. The sneakers and stuff um, version is really nice. The only thing, I mean, I love the colorway, but as a Manchester United fan, wearing that like sky blue all the time is, I mean, it, hurt, it hurts my soul a little bit, but um, it's it's a beautiful shoe very comfortable it's a great shoe to slip on as well when you're not you know in the mood to like pull on some socks or whatever you just need to run to the spati around the corner go to the post office they're always at the front door somewhere and i just slip them on and and you know run off into the sunset so that's one pair that i've been wearing a lot and then the second one is like i said also rooted a little bit in football culture but not because of the shoe itself but rather because of who collaborated on the shoe Uh, it's the stone island new balance fuel cell c1 so this is obviously a high performance running shoe one of new balance's fastest shoes basically i think it's got a carbon plate in it huge midsole super comfortable it's like you're walking on springs like literally you put it on and you can't help just bouncing up and down um but stone island is obviously a brand that a is also rooted in high performance in outdoors in uh, gorp core right but then it's because of its adoption by the casual scene um in the 80s the night or even earlier the 70s 80s and 90s 
Um, it's a shoe that, for me, is also like partly football in a way. And so, um, yeah, it's just a it's a fun shoe to wear. It's very different to the to the Adidas Originals GT in that it's so bulky and bulbous, and also comfortable in a different manner. Um, and that's why there are two very different shoes that I've been kind of like moving back and forth between the last few weeks what about you yeah, man those stone island pairs uh if i remember correctly you also dyed them right back in like last year or the year before didn't you color yours that was the other that was the first one that came out that was the rc elite i think it was called um oh, right okay okay right 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 these yeah are those are C1. these are the these are the massive ones that came out this year but the ones that i dyed yeah i still have those and i wear them occasionally um, but these new ones are just next level. Like they're, they're a proper, proper high performance shoe. The other one obviously is too, but this one is just like, if you, if you compare the two, the, the second one, the new one is just so much bigger. But if you compare the, the first one, the RC elite to other shoes like the GT, then you would think that that one is so much bigger. So it's just crazy. The evolution of just how big shoes have become in general as well. No, that's fire, man. Um, so as far as me, uh, what I've been wearing, I also have been wearing kind of a, a shoe that was originally a football shoe. And that is the Sambas. Uh, specifically, I've been wearing the sporty and rich Samba, just the all blue colorway with the white uh, three stripes. Uh, I got this pair because I got exclusive access on the confirmed app uh, like a couple of weeks ago. And it was exclusive access for the blue one and that was the pair that i liked the most from all of the sporting rich shoes so far and they only had one size left and it just happened to be my size so i'm like okay i gotta pull the trigger on this one so i ended up copying it i actually even wore it to uh dublin uh when i was there a couple of weeks ago love the shoe uh love the colors on it and it has very nice materials compared to most sambas like a really nice a rich leather on there and it's just a pretty unique colorway for a pair of sambas, so I've been I've been rocking that quite a bit. And the other pair is uh, you guys know my favorite silhouette, favorite model to wear this year has been the 990 V6. I've been preaching about this shoe for a while. I already had the gray pair. I picked up the Lapis Lazuli's Action Bronsons, and now I picked up another pair that was the cream colorway of the 990 V6, and that's. We might even be talking about the shoe a little bit later in the episode, but that's very much up there for one of my favorite New Balances to come out this year. Such a beautiful colorway, and I think um, it was, of course, designed by Teddy Santis, at least the colorway, part of the Made in USA line. Of course, Teddy Santis did his thing and managed to really uh, showcase what a nice sneaker the 990 V6 is. I think it's the best colorway we've seen so far on that sneaker, and I've been wearing that a ton just because it's so comfortable nice love love the 99 uh, v6 and you're right we definitely will be talking about that a little bit later you mentioned pickups what have you picked up in the last i mean since since the last time we spoke is maybe a little bit long because you probably have like 100 pickups but like recently what have you picked up recent so re- recent pickups so uh i debated on whether to get this one for a while and eventually i did end up pulling the trigger on drop day this was the uh, palace and salomon xt wings 2 so they did a collab together uh there was a white and black pair a lot of people were saying it's kind of disappointing myself included i was like you know when when we hear of a palace and salomon collab i was expecting something a bit more than just an all black or all white shoe 
but I do really like the black pear specifically. It looks like a black Solomon that was like dipped in some oil or something like that. It's just got, it's got, just looks like really shiny on it. And for me, it's like the most Berlin looking shoe that's released this year. Or like Top Boy, you know, like you could see someone on Top Boy wearing that when they're like about to break into someone's house and like beat someone up. They got the the Palace Solomon XT Wings 2 on. Yeah, definitely, man. This shoe is definitely going to appear on Top Boy. Uh, But like uh, living in Berlin has really exposed me to, you know, how popular Solomon XT6s are because that's that's the shoe that I keep seeing everywhere. It's probably the one shoe I would associate with Berlin a lot. And a black pair like this. Yeah, you already know I'm finally going to get into Berghain now. I'm going to rock these. <laughs> and hopefully they won't reject me like they have the first two times. Um, what, what, but, would you say compared to the X-T4 and the X-T6? Because I think you have both of those pairs as well, right? Like the X-T Wings 2. Would you say what's the difference there? Honestly, man, like I'm struggling to find differences really. Um in terms of how they fit, in terms of how they feel on feet, for me they're like very inter- interchangeable. Um, there's of course like design differences, um, but I, I, I think like casual sneakerhead, it it doesn't matter. Like for me, the three, of, all three of them are kind of interchangeable. Yeah, um, I feel so like the so- XT Wings Two is a little bit more accessible as well, right? Because a lot of yeah. XT Four and XT Six colorways sell out really quickly. Um, but yeah, I, on the topic of Palace, because you said that it doesn't really feel like a Palace collab. Actually, just before recording, I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw this like Chinese uh, exclusive colorway of the XT6, I believe, or XT4. And it was like this like cotton candy rainbow tie dye colorway like it looked really like it looked like it was hand dyed i saw that man that was fire it was super dope and somebody commented underneath the post i think it was on hype beast somebody was like yo well like why couldn't palace do this this is such a palace colorway and i was like damn yeah like it is true like the colorful like loud in your face is very palace although i do really like the the fact that they went with like an all black and an all white as well Pretty unusual for them, though. Like, uh, they've done a lot of sneaker collabs in the past, and they've never done this, like, monochrome type of look before. Uh, but still, you know, I, I, I don't think if I lived, if I didn't live in Berlin, I would want this shoe. I just wanted this, you know, to, you know, got the winter time coming up, and I'm probably going to be rocking a shoe like this quite a bit. Uh, the other sneaker picked up, uh, the Jordan 4 Red Cement. I did a whole review on the sneaker talking about how it's kind of just not disappointed is the wrong word, but more like meh about it because to me it's just it's just another um it they pretty much took the white cements replaced the white with the red it kind of looks also like a flipped version of the fire red fours and i think both of those other sneakers are just way nicer looking the cement print for me just doesn't work really well with the red color um and i I just don't think it looks that good i've seen a couple of people wear them on feet outside as well and i'm I'm just like "Eh, it's 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 a bit of a pass for me so that 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 was my thoughts i know you're a big fours guy what was your thoughts on the red cements yeah i'm not a huge fan of them honestly there's other colorways that i would all right there's actually a lot of other colorways that i would prefer over the red cements it's just not a combination that I really think goes well together. And yeah, like I said, Jordan Brand has had some really, really nice fours over the past few years. I mean, even if you extend it back to like five, six years ago with the 
um metallic pack there's so many so many fours that i would wear over these and i think a lot of people agree with me so um, i mean you know maybe there's people out there who say the red cement is their favorite and more power to you anyway let's i that was that was it for your pickups right uh that was it yeah what about yourself so, man so i have one and a half pickups and then a for myself and then one for for my wife i'll go through mine first because it's obviously the most important one um i got the union nike air jordan ones in the you know the obvious new colorway that dropped the all white with the footscape woven baseball glove-esque pattern that runs across the forefoot and the toe box and i have to say that i'm a really big fan of these shoes i love the fact that it was a collaboration between a married couple, between a husband and wife, you know, Beffy's Beauty Supply and Union, Chris Gibbs. They, um, as I said, they're married. And uh, I really love just the story behind that, that they came together for Jordan Brand and created this cool shoe. Um, I thought the imagery for the campaign was nice. But what really caught me was, A, it's super wearable. It's an all white, like vintage, nice leather looking shoe. And, you know, you can you can combine that with a lot of things. But a lot of people were turned off by the woven pattern. A lot of people were expecting, you know, a UNC or a bread or a royal um, version of the first two pairs. And when that didn't materialize, a lot of people were like, oh, damn, these suck. Like, oh, these are bricks, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, you know me, our listeners know me. I'm someone who I enjoy things that are a little bit different and that people don't actually like or have. And I feel like that's one of these shoes, you know, it's not a super hype. Maybe it was a certain level of hype, but uh, it's not like going for a thousand euros on the resale market. And so I'm actually very, very happy with this pickup for sure. And then and uh, you said you picked up something for Hannah as well. Yeah. So I got her a pair of gazelle platforms in that lovely pink colorway. And I have to be honest, if these were not platforms, I would probably wear them myself just because now that colorway is fire oh i mean it's the like the quintessential summer colorway just like a nice really supple pink suede with these with these contrasting hits on the stripes just really 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 good job there from adidas um and so i mean yeah i'm gonna be very jealous of my wife when she's walking around wearing those and then the uh the half a pickup for myself is you guys obviously can't see because you're only listening to us, but Josh can see. Uh, I got new glasses. I found out in August that I need glasses. I'm 30 now. My eyes are getting weaker. And I only need them to like read things and uh, you know when I'm working on the computer or watching TV, etc. So it's not like I'm wearing them all the time, but I wanted something that was a little bit different as well. I didn't want your you know regular square, circle, whatever, spectacles. So I went with a pair of... Uh, 80s aviators in this uh, transparent acetate uh, material and i'm actually i'm quite happy with them and I'm, I'm actually really enjoying the vibe at the moment and that's why i'm actually wearing them more often than i really need to to be honest no they, they, I, I think they look good you definitely think you look good but the important question is does hannah think they look good <laughs> she's got to oh, be she, looking at you all the time she was a big part of the decision-making process and we tried on at least like 25 pairs of glasses. So it, I did not get these without her uh, approval and she, she also <laughs> said that they look pretty good on me. So I'm, I'm happy with that as well. <laughs> nice, man. Nice, man. And uh, yeah, uh, it is, we, we're definitely going to have to change the logo. We got to change the logo because... Oh, I'm, true. 
I didn't even I'm think of that. I'm wearing glasses in the logo and you're not. And now we've we've flipped. <laughs> we've literally flipped. I think that shows just how much time has gone by and how much has changed since we kicked off the kickback pod. But yeah, let's uh let's let's do that for the next episode for sure. Uh, about your Union Jordan 1 pickup, I do have some strong opinions about that, but I'm going to leave that for another episode because <laughs> uh I feel like it requires like another like deep dive, but we need uh, a f- we need a full hour for you to just tear apart the Union <laughs> Jordans. Yeah, but I'm I'm happy you got those, man. Those uh, I, and I'm happy to hear that you actually like the shoe for the shoe and not for the story and the marketing and all that. Because every single person I hear who talks about the shoe and says they like it, they just keep bringing up the story. You know, like I haven't heard anyone talk about the fact that they like the shoes themselves. So it's nice to hear that you actually like the shoes. Well, Thank uh, you, bro. so bef- yeah. So, so before we get into our main topic of the best sneakers from each brand this year, I wanted to quickly touch on sneakers day. Uh, it just passed on September the 9th. What was different this year is that they had uh, one day uh, for the entire world and uh, it was previously just done in Europe and at this time the whole world got to get involved and there uh, I'm going to talk about what I liked what we didn't like about it so first of all the format this year was very different so all of these sneaker drop times were announced well in advance you could have logged into the sneakers app several days before and know exactly what time of the day each sneaker was about to drop I personally really enjoyed that. I enjoyed not having to stay by my phone all day and like wonder when something's going to drop or keep refreshing my phone for the latest drop, shock drops, whatever. I felt like an entire day of my life would be taken away by the sneakers app once a year before. Whereas this time, everything, I knew exactly when everything was going to drop. I was even able to go to the gym, got a workout in, in between drops, which was great and um crushed that workout by the way <laughs> and then I, I came back um uh yeah I, I managed to cop another sneaker so as far as the format goes i really like the format this year um what i didn't like of course is uh the drops themselves the drops were kind of meh they were basically sneakers that were gonna drop the next week anyways nike just pretty much released them a week earlier um we didn't get any shock restocks of even the Union ones or the Travis, nothing really. Like it was just basic general sneakers that were going to release the following week anyways. Um, so yeah, uh, I would, the drops themselves as usual were a bit disappointing. What was your thoughts? I agree. I think that the biggest thing that, that Nike did was bring in that transparency so that people could manage their expectations and see what was dropping when and also manage their schedule around sneakers day because like you said in the past it's been you know checking your phone every two three minutes or you know saying you know what i'm gonna stay home today because i don't want to risk being i don't know underground or in the subway or in an elevator when the off-white whatever restock happens so i think that was really cool that they did that obviously the people want hype drops but i can understand why nike didn't bring those in because it's a lot harder to manage expectations and there's probably a higher chance for blowback if not everyone gets the shoe that they want. So Nike's probably using this as more of a community building event with their live videos and to, you know, bring back models such as the Footscape or release models early such as the Jordan 4 Red Cement. So I think it was handled pretty well. I'd say the biggest losers of Nike Sneakers Day are all of those 
aggregators and leak accounts that were like, oh yeah, definitely we're going to get the uh, Nike Air Jordan 4 SB uh, whatever dropping again and we're going to get this shoe and there's going to be definitely some restocks of the union. Like, sorry, but fuck you guys, man. Like, you guys are passing off like so false much information info, just for engagement, for retweets, for likes, for comments. And they know full and well that there's no evidence of these shoes coming back. But every single year, they're like, ooh, what shoes are coming back? It's been like two or three years since they've even had restocks, right? Or like brought hype releases in. So I don't know why people keep falling for it. Maybe fool me once, fool me twice, fool me thrice. Like shame on you at this point. But still, man, those accounts really piss me off because they're just like making shit up. And it, yeah, it, it that also ruins expectations a little bit. That, that was like yeah, a little I, rant that I had to I, have. I totally agree. That, that's actually a really great point, man, because... I feel like every year the expectations do end up getting built up by these BS accounts just spreading hope <laughs> and and nonsense. You know, it's it's never Nike, you know, giving a little tease or anything that hey, this might be dropping. There's always these accounts, these yeah, these uh news click clickbait type of accounts, you know. Yeah, no, but yeah, that. I mean, so basically to sum it all up, we like the format, we didn't like the drops. Exactly. <laughs> So, so moving on to uh, let's talk about some of the best of each brand this year, how each brand is doing. Let's call it like a brand heat check so far. So we're already moving into September and the, we're, we're almost in the fourth quarter of the year now. So we do have a pretty good assessment of how each brand has been performing so far. So we will start off with Nike and this is just Nike. So it's not including Jordan brand or Nike SB. It's Nike and, Sportswear, uh, so basically. The Nike swoosh. Sportswear, yeah. So so when it comes to sneaker this year, I feel like Nike kind of unexpectedly hit a home run by bringing back the Vomeros this year. And that's been, I think, the one shining light for them this year because even I didn't expect this, okay? Like, I was talking about how I was the only member of the Vomero fan club at the start the of the president. year. The president. You were the president. The president, yeah. Because I felt like I was the default president because I was the only guy in the club. You <laughs> True. <know? laughs> and 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 now it's like, bro, every single colorway of the Vomero sells out. Every single one, you know? So um, it's, it was kind of crazy to see that. Even I didn't expect that. So that's been cool to see. So I think as far as sneakers go... Not a whole lot new coming from Nike Sportswear this year, except that the Vomeros have been doing putting in numbers. Nike doesn't seem to have slowed down or gotten the hint that people are absolutely tired of dunks. It's crazy. Right now, you can go on the sneakers app right now. It doesn't matter what country you're in. You can go on the sneakers app right now and get whatever size you want of the Panda dunks. They're fully sitting on the, on Nike app, which is crazy well, not, well i mean it's a good thing right like people are you know tired of sneakers uh seeing the same sneaker all the time but nike seems to keep dropping dunks every single week uh even though they're not really selling out or anything but i haven't seen anything else really from nike sportswear that suggests to me that they're having a good year it's just been the vomeros for me and as far as the best sneaker that i've seen nike uh sportswear drop this year it's been, uh, and I have it in my hand, but you guys uh, can't see it, of course. It is the Jacques Mousse J Force One, a sneaker that a lot of people didn't buy. In fact, um, 
you are able to even get them on sale. You can get them on sale right now at a lot of retailers. You, you can even use your Nike discount codes and get them. They're sitting in a full-size run. I personally love this sneaker. Um, I've never really been a huge Air Force One guy just because I've always thought those shoes are very bulky. But the J-Force Ones took the Air Force Ones, slimmed them down, gave them kind of like a elevated aesthetic, like a, like a old money type of vibe to it. Like I, I It's like really... boat sh- the boat shoe version of Air Force Ones. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boat shoe version. Like it just... It's like, you know, when I'm wearing, if I'm wearing like a more like classy type of fit, I like to throw these on because I don't want to throw something too sporty on. You know, these, these I feel for me are just like that casual shoe that kind of, you know, makes it feel, makes, makes me feel like a little swaggy, man. I don't know what it is, but um, I'm a big fan of the J Force ones. It's a clean look. I can wear it with anything. And uh, that's, that's been my favorite Nike sportswear uh, release of the year. You you said it as well, like my take on Nike this year, at least if we're only focusing on Nike sportswear, has been that it's been quite a slow year. Obviously, they've cranked out a lot of releases, right? A lot of dunks, a lot of um, Vomeros. And I think the Vomero as like a model has been a bit of the saving grace for um for Nike, there's been, you know, there's been some good like Air Max Ones and and here and there there have been nice colorways of of certain iconic sneakers but in general nike has lost ground on new balance nike has lost ground on asics and they're still dominating adidas i think that's clear but um who isn't let's be honest (laughs) (laughs) and so i think in this down year it's been actually it was it was a little bit difficult for me to pick the best shoe so far and it's technically a shoe that has only dropped as a limited release uh, with a collaborator. The full Nike sneakers release is coming later this month, next week, actually. Um, my favorite shoe is the a Cold Wall Nike TN because I, first of all, I love the Nike TN. Um, I've had a couple pairs in the past and I love what a Cold Wall has done with its aesthetic on pretty much all of its Nike collaborations. The Nike Air Force One Low, Air Force One High, then obviously the zoom vomero 5 where the you know multiple colorways and those hand-dyed colorways were just flying off the shelves just showed that a cold wall was basically actually you know what i would say that samuel ross is the president of the vomero club you can be vice president because he's he's the one who initially brought these back but i really like the nike tn because it's this high quality full grain leather all across the upper it brings this like luxuriousness to a shoe that has a bit of a naughty reputation on the street and i mean we were talking about top boy before like there's probably a bunch of uh scenes where you see nike tns on and it's a shoe that's associated yeah with with street culture and and also gang culture in a way in europe and so that juxtaposition between that and then the luxuriousness of a cold wall a true luxury brand bringing its touch and its vision to the shoe is something that i find quite exciting so in general nike Maybe not the best year if you compare it to years past, but there's been some bright spots, as you said, the the J Force one for you, Nike Tiana Cold Wall for me, and then very, very obviously the Zoom Vomero. So yeah, decent Nike. Let's stay with the swoosh, obviously, but move to Nike SB. What are your thoughts on Nike SB? JD. So I, I I think overall they've had a pretty strong year when it comes to releases because 
I mean, I'm just I'm just going through their list of releases this year, and it, I mean, it's it's a good year. I mean, they've had the Uto, uh, the the Uto Dunks, which was released recently, Uto Harigomi, uh, which a lot of people have right up there for their sneaker of the year. Great, great pair, man. I wish I was able to get those. Um, also, recently, something I picked up was the SB Dunk Low from Supreme, uh, both the lows and the highs. Uh, another really great release. They've had some strong ones, man. They've had um, they've had the Crenshaw Skate Shop uh, dunks drop. They've had the Haritos dunks, uh, Run the Jewels, and uh, personally, my favorite so far this year. So my favorite release from Nike SB this year was the uh, Dunk Low Pro, uh, the streetwear. No, sorry, the Dunk SB Low by Fly. Uh, Fly is a, a Chinese uh, uh, skate shop. And they released a sneaker which they call the Gardenia, which is based off of the uh, Gardenia flowers from uh, that are quite common in Chinese marketplaces. And I just think the execution on that pair was so cool. Like when I when I was doing the research for that video, I had no idea what Gardenias was. And then I read the whole story about how these old ladies in Chinese markets are selling these flowers in little baskets and. They took that whole inspiration from the basket down to the cloth used underneath the flowers, down to the thorns on the flowers, and they incorporated all of that into the shoe. And I thought it just looked great, like a really, really nice pair. And for me, that was my SB dunk of the year. And I think it's been a pretty, pretty strong year for a Nike SB. It's sure the hype has been a little bit lower and the resale prices are not that high. But that doesn't matter, guys. It doesn't mean that the releases aren't great. There's been some pretty fire releases this year. Yeah, I agree. I think SB Dunks are on the come up again. And I think that's also a lot to do with Nike SB limiting the qualities again. Um, whereas, you know, Nike Dunks are... How many restocks of the Panda Dunk have we had? Probably 25,000. So there's a very different strategy there. I think the the Nike Dunk is all about bringing in that cash, going mainstream. You can buy it at JD Sports, at Foot Locker, etc. Snipes. Um, and SB Dunks, they're bringing in the right type of partners again. They're bringing in limitation uh, of stock. And so I think excitement is building around that a little bit. And I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if maybe in like 18 months, we had like another wave of SB Dunk hype. Maybe not as much as the original one in 2020, 2021, more like 2020, but pretty close because cycles are getting a lot shorter now when it comes to trends. And 2020 in 18 months is almost five years ago, right? Or four and a half years ago. And I feel like that's enough time nowadays for a trend to come back if the brand manages it successfully so you know you know mark my words like sp dunks coming back my favorite sp dunk release was the haritos just because it was similar to the chunky donkey uh, a food and beverage themed release uh you had the scratch off top which was you know which is always exciting and dope and yeah haritos like the drink i'm not a major fan you know and it's not something that i would like buy and drink like i prefer more mainstream sodas but i know that they have a cult following and so i think it was a very smart move from uh, nike to partner with haritos on that so yeah i think sb i would say nike sb is definitely doing better than nike sportswear in my books yeah this year at least all right let's uh let's let's move on to uh jb jordan brand um 
as far as how Jordan Brand has been doing this year, I would say it's been a kind of a down year for them uh, in terms of most of the retros they've released. Um, even though there have been some pretty nice pairs, like nice colorways, I would say. Like, for example, the UNC toe is one that really sticks out to me. Also recently, the Palominos, I think, are a fantastic-looking pair of sneakers that if you missed out on the mochas a few years ago, you can pick these up and pull off pretty much 99% the same fits you would have pulled off anyways. Uh, and the good news about Jordan Brand right now being so underhyped is that it's really easy to get these releases. It's super easy to get all the ones you can possibly need sorry excuse me um also uh same with fours you know fours don't have as much hype as they used to anymore the resale prices are definitely down uh but there's been some decent releases however i think maybe we're doing this segment a bit early in the year right now to judge jordan brand because we know historically jordan brand puts out their biggest heat towards the end of the year it's always around december november uh black friday time is when we see jordan brand really put out the heat I just saw a preview of what they have coming up for the rest of the year. And definitely, there's some fire on there. We got the 11s. We got the Jordan 5 Amma Manier is about to drop. Ooh. So I think um, right now, as of September, I would say they're having a pretty meh year, like a pretty slow year. Um, so it's it's uh, I, I would say like right now, th- there's room to improve and they will because there's a lot of heat about to come. Those golf Jordan um, one low Travis Scott's who are pretty fire. Uh, but as far as my favorite uh, Jordan brand release of the year, I guess we could have put this under SB as well. Uh, that was my uh, that was the Jordan 4 SB. The Jordan 4 SB, I think, is the best Jordan 4 to release this year, not just for the colorway. I love that they decided to put an SB spin on the Jordan 4. Uh, uh, they, uh, yeah, I mean, if you watch my video, I went really into details about all the differences between the 4 SB and a regular Jordan 4. And I think it's cool. The attention to detail was great. I love the colorway for sure. It's like a colorway that was made for me. <laughs> it's so nice. So uh, yeah, that for me was easy selection for best Jordan release this year. What about yourself? Honestly, I don't think there's much I can add. The SB Jordan 4 was magnificent. It was a work of art. I would say that, yeah, we could have put it in the SB bucket, but it is a Jordan 4 with an SB spin. So for me, it's more of a Jordan brand shoe, um, which is also why both of us picked it for this segment. I would also agree with you that it's more of a TBC for Jordan brand's performance. Q4 will be a strong one. It always is for the brand. But in the years past, they've also had relatively strong or at least stronger than this year, Q1, Q2, and Q3s. So in general, I think across the board, Nike's having a bit of a down year. Like I said, SB is a bit on the come up. Um, I would say that Jordan Brand has been a little bit disappointing. Their shoes or the colorways that they're bringing out are nice. And you know, everyone is always looking forward to the spring and the fall previews where they preview all the shoes that are coming out but the hype just hasn't been there the excitement around the shoes so let's just see how it goes in the next four months but um for now yeah not the best from jordan brand all right let's uh we've we've talked about pretty much everything to do with nike and jordan now let's let's move on to some other brands let's talk about perhaps the hottest brand in sneakers right now let's talk about asics so asics i think have had 
perhaps the strongest year out of most of the sneaker brands in terms of where they were at the start of the year to where they are now it's crazy to me i'm just i I can just assess things based on the tastes of my audiences you know who watch my videos and it's crazy how many questions i get now about asics about what size to wear uh which sneaker is the best i even dropped like an asics guide video recently which was heavily requested and um yeah it's it's crazy how much interest in the brand seems to be at the highest i have seen since i started following sneakers and there's a a lot of it has to do of course with you know the comeback of y2k culture and y2k fashion and those sneakers fit in right perfectly into that but i also think asics has another thing going for it which is they've managed to develop some newer sneakers that are just appealing to everyone and that would be my favorite asics release of the year so far which has just been the asics gel nyc i think it is a spectacular sneaker if you guys have had the chance to put those on your feet you know what i'm talking about it is ridiculously comfortable like so so comfortable and they just look so good they don't look too bulky they they have such a like visually appealing look to it where if you see someone wearing it your eyes are like automatically drawn to those shoes just because of the paneling doesn't matter the colorway i feel like the panels are designed in a way to just make any colorway look good because so far every single colorway i've seen drop of the gel nyc i haven't seen one and thought those are trash they're all fire you know the 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 nyc's to me uh one of the best sneakers we've seen asics drop in years and it seems like the public thinks so themselves because the gel nyc is the one sneaker i see consistently selling out on the asics website there's no big sizes left at all um people love the gel nyc and for good reason i think it's one of the best uh, newer models to release in the sneaker world this year yeah i'm right there with you for me it's also got to be the gel nyc obviously for me the best colorway is the awake colorway the pink and blue one that came out early this year i mean it was top of my half year review and i said that i would be very surprised if it isn't top one or top two at my end of year rankings like a lot of heat would have to drop in the next few months for for it to be knocked off i think asics like you said really benefits from the 2000s being in the 2000s runners they have a great catalog of those and then they have those innovative new shoes as well with kiko kostadinov leading their you know in-house general release design and really bringing innovation to the brand he's taking retro models and giving them a new spin he's he's combining different models to create a new one that gel nyc was you know a, a combination of two or three different models i would say that we're going to talk about this brand next but you know new balance with teddy santis like teddy santis is doing great work but what he's doing is a little bit different he's you know really curating the colorways and uh and what models are coming out from made in usa whilst kiko kostadinov and his team are actually really creating new shoes and i think that's that's why asics for me is currently brand of the year and for a lot of people it was brand of the year last year as well like they're they're riding a real real high and uh love to see it so looking forward to that i i teased it a little bit so uh the next brand we're going to talk about is new balance and um in my opinion, New Balance is obviously still on a high. They are, they've got the momentum. They are probably one of the top two brands at the moment, depending on who you ask, right? It, obviously, it's very, very based on opinions, but 
no one can really argue that New Balance has had a stunning, you know, last two, three years uh, at this point. They've been consistently collaborating with the right partners. They've been bringing in, you know, people like Teddy Santis to just take them to the next level on the general East side. They have always had incredibly comfortable, high quality shoes. The price point is a bit of a pain, but it's always been that way. The materials on some of these 990s are next level. And then, you know, like you said about ASICs, they are bringing out maybe not new sneakers, but sneakers that, you know, have long been forgotten. The 550s, the 650s, the, um, what else is there? The, uh, the 2002 Rs and the 1906s, all of those are shoes that are in the catalog. They're hidden somewhere and, and people like Teddy Santis and their collaborators are picking them. And, and obviously the very, very talented people working at New Balance are saying, you know, it's time for the shoe to come back. And then they've got that recipe for success to hype up a shoe and then bring it out at scale. So they're doing a really good job. My personal favorite is a shoe that I've already mentioned on this episode. It is the Stone Island New Balance Fuel Cell C1. And, you know, I I told you guys how much I loved it at the beginning, so I'm not going to go into too much detail. Um, But a great, great shoe and shows as well that New Balance is collaborating with the right people. I mean, Stone Island, Stone Island is is an icon in itself, and so when these two titans meet, there's only going to be good that comes out of it, in my opinion. Um, yeah, but what about you, man? Wait, wait. I, I see you wrote in our notes that you have a shout out to another New Balance sneaker here, and I I, I just want to hear your reasoning here for why you're shouting out this shoe. Uh, so I know that you don't like it, but it's the uh, Double Taps uh, uh, 990 V6, which I I thought the gray was just so nice. It was like a stealthy, like military-esque gray, super core to what Double Taps is. I love the big oversized branding. I mean, maybe I'm not a huge fan of having like USA plastered on my ankle, right? But I just, I thought it was different and it caught my eye and I, I immediately was drawn to it. And that's why I had to say shout out because, or I wanted to say shout out because I think it's a little bit underrated and you're probably now going to tell us why you don't like it. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I was, I was mainly just interested to hear someone actually say something positive about the shoe because I, I haven't seen one positive thing written about <laughs> the shoe. So, I mean, um, you know me, we, we talked about the union. I like shoes that people don't like. And honestly, the only person whose opinion I had seen about the shoe prior to now is yours. Cause you had posted it in your story and that's actually where I saw it. And then I was like, Ooh, damn, I, I think I messaged you. About <laughs> them. I was like, I was like, Ooh, those are sleepers. And then you were like, yeah, man, they're putting me to sleep. So I mean, fair <laughs> enough. Everyone, everyone has their own opinion, but I, uh, I really, I really like them. Okay, man, but they were actually so hard to get, you know, like on the, um, cause, cause my cook group has like backend monitors for new balance apparently new balance europe on the website only released 21 pairs total what for for all of europe (laughs) that's ridiculous yeah it was like a ridiculously limited sneaker so yeah i do agree with a lot of things you were saying about new balance the brand i think they've had a strong year one thing is for certain they're a lot more mainstream now so uh, it goes without saying that I'm seeing way more people wear New Balance this year compared to like let's say three years ago. The 2002R, 1906R in particular have been scooped up by everyone. Did you know that when the 2002R first released in 2012, the retail price on that pair was 250 dollars? 
Yeah, this yeah. This was back that was in the, 2012. That was the, the so, whole point behind the shoe. They were supposed to be like the high-end, like CEO running shoe, basically. Yeah, and, and the shoe flopped as a result. And then they brought it back a couple of years ago at a much lower price point of 130 and now they're a hit. And it just it just coincided with the comeback of Y2K fashion as well, which that sneaker really uh, does pretty well. As far as the releases this year, um, one that really sticks out to me uh, was the Ghani uh, 1906R, which kind of flew under the radar a little bit. I really like that shoe. Both of the colorways, super clean. Love the black outlines on there too. Uh, but if I had to pick you know, my favorite New Balance sneaker this year, up until a couple of weeks ago, it was easily the Lapis Lazuli's uh, Action Bronson colorway. You know how much I love the V6s. But now I would have to say my favorite New Balance this year has is the 990 V6 in the cream colorway. I think even though it's a general release, I think it's the best V6 we've seen so far. It's hard to see a better colorway coming out than these. They're just, they're just ridiculously clean. So um, that would be my favorite New Balance of the year. That would be like just simply in the top five favorite sneakers overall for me this year. The V6 Whoa. and the cream. No, no, no spoilers, man. We need people to listen to our last episode. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> Let's see if our, you know, we always get a whole bunch of releases in the last three months of the year. So very likely what I just said would mean nothing in December anyways. This is very um, true. But yeah, that, that was my, uh, that was my favorite New Balance. Let's move on to Adidas. So Adidas, um, no Yeezy. Yeezy is gone, except it kind of came back <laughs> for the last three months. We've had like this this last month was like the most intense Yeezy season ever because we must have had like 20 Yeezys drop in one month, <laughs> um, which was kind of crazy. But uh, the other shoe that kind of, you know, tried to replace uh, the Yeezy in terms of hype was the Adidas Samba, which this year has definitely uh, increased exponentially in terms of hype. Thanks, thanks to TikTok, thanks to uh, Instagram, of course. And um, my favorite Adidas sneaker of the year for me has definitely been a, uh, I just saw this post a couple of days ago. This is the Samba by a Chinese brand called No Title, a Shanghai-based creative agency. They did a uh, they did a collab with the Adidas uh, Samba on four different colorways, and these are insane! Like, wow, by far the best Sambas I've seen drop this year. The Wales Bonner pairs were good as well, uh, but these are unreal especially this like giraffe print one with the uh, giraffe print on the toe the brown uh three stripes different materials on there that i've never seen on a samba before also we got this pink colorway coming up wow like these are i really need these sneakers i, I don't know if we're gonna see a release anywhere else it seems like it's gonna be like asia exclusive or china exclusive i don't know but if these do release anywhere else, oh my god, I need that. I need that giraffe print samba. Those are hard as hell. Yeah, Adidas is a bit of a weird one for me. It's got some great shoes. It's got a great back catalog. It's got great retro sneakers, and it's actually released a lot of really cool shoes. The, the um, CL Response, the Supernova Seven, then obviously a lot of samba colorways, and I think it really lucked into Sambas and that whole like basic shoe becoming a trend because I don't think it was planned by Adidas. But to be fair to them, they jumped on it. They brought out some really cool collaborations with Sporting Rich, etc. Uh, fucking awesome, stuff like that. 
So they've actually capitalized on that hype. And so Adidas is doing better than it has been in the past few years. But is that down to Adidas' strategy? Probably not. Um, but I agree with everything you said about the brand. Um, and a lot of these sneakers and these colorways for the, you know, I call them like court classics, are very exciting. I mean, we, we spoke about uh, them in our pickups as well. What I thought was most interesting, though, was not one of those shoes, but the Adidas Basketball Crazy Infinity, because I thought, and for anyone who hasn't seen this shoe, this is the bring back of the Adidas Crazy line, which was actually Kobe's signature sneaker when he was back at Adidas. And the Crazy Infinity is a modern day version of those shoes and it's almost and those back then those shoes bombed because they were like way too futuristic way too like they look like blocks of cheese on kobe's feet but the way that they've done it now is almost like what they should have done back in the day and so yeah i'm i'm a big fan of these shoes i think that they look great and if you know, it almost looks like Jerry Lorenzo had a little bit of a hand in them, a little bit with the colorways and, and, and stuff, but a really, really nice shoe. And I would have to put that at the top of my Adidas ranking this year so far. Definitely Jerry has something to do with it. Because when I first saw that shoe, I actually thought it was the Fear of God Adidas. And yeah. I, I think I mistakenly even posted it on my Instagram. Like, guys, I can't believe we got the fogs coming this year but it turned out to just be the crazy infinity yeah i kind of forgot about that one you're you're right like that one definitely deserves a mention uh very very dope pair of sneakers and i also kind of agree with what you said about adidas kind of lucking into the samba thing it wasn't really part of their strategy so we'll see how long it lasts but yeah i mean overall it's kind of been a so so year i would say for them uh it's going to be really tough for them to replace the success they had with yeezy i I don't see anything else replacing that anytime soon no they lost a big chunk of their hype but um yeah for sure let's see let's see and and the last uh the last topic to discuss is just the best sneaker from any other brand that dropped this year and uh, i'll go first so Definitely worth a mention, the Solomon XT6 Expands collaboration with Sandy Liang. This is one of my favorite sneakers by far to drop this year. It was actually inspired by a Pokemon. It was inspired by Jigglypuff, the singing Pokemon. And that's where that's where the shoe gets its uh, pinkish, purplish color. I have never seen that color on a pair of Solomons before, and they looked pretty damn spectacular on the XT6 which is already a shoe that looks good in 99% of colorways, but this particular pink just looked awesome. And I, I think worthy of mentioning as my favorite sneaker from any other brand besides the big five or six. I think about yourself? that, I mean, that's such a solid pick. And I thought it was, this was probably the hardest one for me to pick because any other brand, that's so many different brands, right? And that's true. I wanted to like, I, I was drawn towards Solomon and I I wanted to pick a Solomon shoe, but then I saw you had picked one and I thought, hmm, okay, it might be a bit boring. So I tried to open it up and I went in a direction, again, it's almost a theme of this episode, different to what other people are thinking of. And I went with mainline Stone Island and I went with the Stone Island football. And obviously I've talked a lot about football and casual culture this episode, but I think these shoes, like it's it's a Stone Island take on pretty much the Samba, right? Or the Tiempo. It could be any classic football shoe. And 
I think this is such an amazing luxury take or like luxury sportswear take on this on on this aesthetic on this vibe and I spoke a little bit with the with a guy who designed this on Instagram and was just like giving him props for how cool this was and he was like very appreciative and um yeah I I honestly it it's probably a little bit more pricey but like if I wanted a samba but didn't want a samba because everyone has a samba I would probably get this shoe yeah no that, that, that that's a good pick as well i mean they kind of definitely give me some strong samba vibes that's for certain yeah definitely there's yeah. some definite uh inspiration there but yeah i i would say that wraps up our big topic of today i hope you guys enjoyed it and um obviously let us know which shoes you would have picked for each of the brands and segments that uh, we went through we would love to hear on instagram or wherever you guys are dming us on a uh, only fan on jd uh, jd kicks only fans no, i'm just kidding <laughs> uh, i mean on his uh on his I don't TikTok. Know, man. if we get a recession i might have to, bro. <laughs> so it's literally like you know how people like sell feet picks and make a bunch of money like we're just selling like beat up sneaker picks or something like that and people are paying like <laughs> shit um Yo, no. you never know man people might pay for that <laughs> true true there's or, or, probably or, some you people know, like, out there s- uh like put up our used socks for sale oh man <laughs> okay i think we're going in a in a different direction here let's uh let's bring it back to this episode um <laughs> upcoming drops just going to rattle through some of the best ones and uh, and then we'll call it a day so on september 19th the nike lebron 4 graffiti is dropping which you know not really my jam but people love retro lebrons and the graffiti was quite a popular colorway so that's dropping september 19th on the 21st we have the a cold wall nike air max plus tn dropping in two colorways the sexy blue colorway i believe is an a cold wall exclusive what, um, what's what's your favorite out of the three the blue for sure and then the white yeah, the and then the black by far yeah. the hardest yeah uh then on september 23rd we're getting the noah puma pro star which is you know a very classic shoe and I, I quite actually like the apparel from the noah puma collab uh also on this on september 23rd is the a6 gel 1130 in a really nice green and white colorway and actually i think the gel nyc is dropping in that same colorway too for anyone looking to pick those up again on september 23rd we have and this is still rumored the j balvin nike air jordan 3 medellin um which i'm actually quite a big fan of and i'm sure we'll talk about in our next episode and then on september 29th another a6 gel nyc this time a collaboration with bodega and this shoe is called After Hours, so definitely keep an eye out for those releases in the next few weeks. Fire, man. Looks like some heat. I'm, I'm looking forward to those cold wall pairs specifically because you're, you're right. It's definitely one of the best uh, Nike releases this year. For sure. And with that, but- thank you very much for listening. Um, yeah you know listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast leave reviews where you can on spotify and apple Podcasts, and of course just hit us up if you have any questions comments or concerns we love to chat with you i know you know jd is always in his dms uh on on youtube or on uh, on instagram and so am i and we just love the the you know the conversations we have with you guys about sneakers so we really appreciate you guys peace peace guys